But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. Coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in beautiful, sunny, rainy Manawa, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch, sort of. It is Rob behind the glass. Ashmere fits in the house. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to make this announcement right here and now that once upon a time, a, a younger Dave Sturch used to be in the world of education and he used to be a paraprofessional at the school of Franklin, New Jersey. Um, it was fun. I had a lot of great times, great memories with those i met one little guy in fourth grade okay he is now taller than me and he is visiting from south carolina my boy danny what's going on buddy not much all right see the voice is deep it's like ridiculous that that's scary and creepy all at the same time so <laughs> glad to have you here bro we're uh we're really um jazzed to have you bro so anyway yesterday um you okay I'm good. You're I'm coming you're, around. You're, you're, you're better now than you were when I got here. I'm having peaks and valleys th this morning. You know, I think throughout the day, it'll I'll have like the hangover will dissipate, and then little by little, it creeps back in. I'm like struggling between not being able to drink water and needing to drink water. <laughs> Just a tough situation. Uh, it was a massive success, I think. In, in the grand scheme of things, all the prep that went into yesterday's uh, barbecue, uh, between the food and everything like that, the food, the drinks, the the, the activities, uh, it was an incredible time. Great turnout. My dad said it was easily uh, over 100 people in and out the entire day. Uh, so we want to thank everybody for going. Early voting has ended for MVP of the day. Um, I want to say it's almost like a three-way tie, and this is no discredit to anybody else, but I think between Nick Shine, uh, Darren, 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 <laughs> all four of them, and, of course, the legend that is Judy. Like, your mom was just going ham yeah, yesterday. So An unbelievable family outing. My, my bonus mom brought the pretzel nuggets. By, by the way, I got to keep those. There's, like, a whole tray. I got to take those home. Incredible day. It was, Incredible. it was a fun day. Everybody had a little bit of a, of a role in this. Rob brought the orange buckets that we have to return to Home Depot today, <laughs> even though you know we did get a good use out of them. Are we really returning them? We're trying to return them? Do we need 12 buckets? No, we, we don't, gonna, actually. Yeah, yeah we're well going to definitely return. bring those back today. <laughs> Ash helping set up with the whole prep and getting the list together, which I do appreciate everybody that did sign up for the list. There was a few of you guys that RSVP but didn't show up, and you guys are still welcome next year as well. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry about so it. We're, very, we're not holding it against you. It was a really success. hot day. It was a very hot day, but I think you picked the perfect grove as far as trees, shade, wind, breeze. It was all good. Everybody had a great time. No complaints. Uh, I do have injuries to uh, announce today via the QB54 game. It looks like Scoop and the Sauce Kyle are headed to the 10-day IL uh, with rotator cuff issues. Apparently, they can't throw for more than an hour at a time. Uh, my brother must have had um, like flashbacks uh, of that grateful day. Grateful Day? No, not Grateful Day. Fateful? Fateful Day. <laughs> I missed that one. Fateful Day where he tore his ACL on the Thanksgiving Day field. Um, we played QB54 as a team, and there was a, an opportunity for him to jump and get something, and he was like, like nah. nah, fam. <laughs> that ain't happening. He tore his ACL on Thanksgiving Day? Yes. Playing, like, family football. It wasn't really. I mean, yeah, flag football. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So uh, that that you didn't know that story? No, nah, I didn't. Bro, just running a route. No contact. Just... And I'm like, I'm on the sidelines. I hear, ah, 
ah! I'm like, no, what? And I look and I see him down. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't tell me. You know, my parents are going to kill me. Oh, <laughs> you know, like man. I like forced this kid to play. That's the story from November. But anyway, QB54 was a hit. The Cornhole, big hit. We got to finally meet Mr. CornholeMaster.com or CornholeLevel.com Cornhole Master. Cornhole Level, the Corn Stars. Corn, yeah. There was a lot of people like, what is this uh, corn star? I was like, well, there's a table. Go check it I'm out. I'm not sure if Curtis ended up going over and talking to Mike. I think but he did. There is a there is a potential. Um, I wouldn't say a business partnership, but Mike Van Hooten, who is Curtis's business partner, he does the inspections for Curtis Sells Houses. Ah, the uh, he's a uh, um, he's the president of the Cornhole Association, some kind of tournament that he runs in Monmouth County, and they're trying to expand. So I feel like that's a, a match made in heaven. Oh and yeah, that's what it was all about. Networking. I'm happy. Uh, absolute eyewear showed out and everybody showed up <laughs> Wait, wearing man. the absolute there, eyewear gear. I was just gonna say, dude, first of all, a shout out to the entire Palumbo army that showed up, by the way, because they always come, they roll deep. I'm talking Joe and Susan and Madison, our intern, and everybody. And then you have Janine. Well, I got to finally meet Craig from Absolute Eyewear. I've never met the guy and I've we've been in business with him for a year. He's a busy man, uh, except on Wednesdays and Sundays. Why? <laughs> Don't get me started, bro. I'll have to answer that question. In a about shout four out hours. to also to Jimmy Palumbo. Not so much Jimmy Palumbo, but his daughter. Yes. His daughter held it down. Yes, I didn't have did. to worry about nothing. Every time I looked up, Stella had some more bubbles and all this other stuff. I was like, dude, perfect. And then, of course, that was the one person that Stella remembered at the end of the night. Like, are we going to play with Natalie again? And then I heard, uh, your son woke up asking about my daughter because yeah. that ain't going to fly, dude. <laughs> they got way too close yesterday. She is three, okay? And he is how old? Four. Right. So they, they, it's way too early for this shit. I'm not doing this. Yeah, I, did I, we ever start that $10 tournament, by yeah. the way? No, we never. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's Carl oh, coming wow. in. All right. So um, if you want to show up in the parking lot, plenty of beers, <laughs> plenty of cornhole to be had. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, $10 tournament never happened. buckets of sangria for a dollar a bucket. <laughs> We 20, have a 30 rack. buckets left. We got so. a 30 rack of Bud Light that's sitting in the in the office now, along with Coronas, Sam Adams. At Nick all Shine's coming in. Uh -oh. I'll just show you. Saying breaking news, lawsuit filed against Texans for enabling Watson. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to have to load that up. Yeah, we will have to uh, look that chaos, up. That is, uh, that's true. That's incredible stuff right there. Uh, but today, obviously, we're, we're very grateful for everybody who uh, showed up to the party, had a great time. Next year, bigger, better. Um, it's just that's just the beginning. So it's a beautiful day yesterday too. Like yeah. it worked out perfect, dude. No, it, it was hot, and I think that was it was a hot and deterrent for some people. But once you got there, the breeze was nice, and we were in the shade, so you really didn't notice the heat as bad. Although I did cover up, courtesy of uh, one Johnny Bench. I did take care of my skin <laughs> yesterday, but I still woke up feeling a little bit of. Uh, you know, oh, I have I have it on my shoulders. The facial area. The, the, or facial unwritten area. rule number one, don't wear basketball yeah. jerseys to uh, barbecues because now I have the official basketball uh, the, uh, jersey tan, farmer tan going on. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, so I tomorrow when I go to the gym, I'm going to look like with the behind the knees situation. Uh, That's what hurts me the most right now. The what? Behind my knees. Putting the, the lotion behind your knees. Oh, I also want to. Short ass shorts. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out, a big shout out to Mike Harris of the Woodbridge Police Department. That guy delivered tents, yeah. tables, you name it. And then unfortunately, Unfortunately, the unfortunate part of all of this is that our beat up asses had to go deliver them back to his home. <laughs> so we did that. Shout out to Joey D. Big help on that, yeah. man. That truck really came in clutch and made me miss my there's, truck. But there's I think a I couple did right. things that took place yesterday that we, we didn't realize that we couldn't have done this without certain people. And we found out when we were doing it. You know, like if it wasn't for Darren, if it wasn't for Joey, Ash, my mother, everybody that contributed, we can't say thank you enough. And for everybody that just showed up. It, it really did mean a lot. Yeah. I mean, there was there was guys that I was like, oh, you're here. You know what I mean? Like, almost like, oh, I didn't expect that. So definitely a great turnout and a great weekend. And you know what? 
Uh, I will brush over this. I know this is not, and there's not a lot of hockey um, people out there, but the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. So as Gooch comes into the office already in peril based off of his hangover status, he also, his Champa Bay Lightning did not three-peat. So are you okay? Are you well? I'm ecstatic that hockey season is over. (laughs) Can we just do this? Can we just... Clear it. We can clear it. Clear hockey season out of the uh, out of the agenda. I'm very excited. Uh, I do not care about Tampa Bay. Did you see One what they bit. did to the, the trophy? They did drop the they trophy. They dropped it. So they dented, dented the Stanley it. Cup. And um, that's, that's, that's that's impressive. That's the that's the biggest news that came out in the NHL <laughs> in the true. last five years. That includes them winning the Stanley Cup. All right. Well, again. Great, great outing. The Avalanche win the Stanley Cup. Very exciting stuff for them. And there's Nick, our intern, who, by the way, good job to you and Madison. Hopefully you got some good footage. Stop hating on hockey. He wants you to stop hating no, on Nick, hockey. No, Nick, no, no. But, Nick, I do want to thank Nick because I think Nick was dragging a little bit yesterday, and he did show up. But there he was, was a— uh, he, was, he was going through it. He had work. He was out late the night before, I believe, working. Then he had to wake up early and go to work. Then dr- he had a lot of driving. Very proud of you, Nick. I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, and special shout face. out to Madison as well uh, for pointing that out multiple times to me. She's like, "Well, Nick's still not here. Nick's still not here." I was like, "All right, what do you want the the the, the intern award? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. He's hurting." So he got there. He put in the work again. One more again, dude. Everybody, thank you guys for making that a success. It was a really good time. Uh, I was very very excited to to see my family there. My kids run around with all your kids and stuff like that. It was just. Great time for all. Good time for the kids. And I hope everybody got their Jimmy Palumbo bobblehead. Uh, it was at the entrance of the gate. So Look if it. you missed out on that, I'm sorry. My mother my mother dropping in and saying, make sure you thank Carl and Allison for the for the cleanup labor. <laughs> She's sitting here waiting like, all right, are they going to mention my other son? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Out, yeah, those guys, they killed it. Like, But here's the thing. like, And I think that Judy knew this, or maybe if she didn't, you know now. Like, I don't eat any of the stuff. that She was like, but you're taking this, and you're taking this, and I got you a bag, and this, that, and the third, and I'm pasta salad. And is that, dude, all of a sudden I had a trunk full of food. I felt like I had more food in my trunk going home than I did and, going in. And by the way, next year we're going to do this. We're going to get 50 burgers and we're just going to make 12 plates or 12 oh. trays of the pasta salad also, because it was really good. I can't even remember. Miss this. Okay. There's burgers. There's hot dogs. There's pasta salad. Steph coming in there with four local pizzeria pizzas. Which I almost dropped, by the way. I know that was a I smart sh- idea, though. Shine saw me almost drop it. He said it was a better sh- save than any of this just dirt and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, so pizzas in the clutch. Definitely a great time. Speaking of in the clutch, nice little segue to Mr. Aaron Judge, ladies and gentlemen. We split the series. I say we. The Yankees split the series with the Astros over the weekend. Uh, something we didn't cover over the weekend was the arbitration that didn't even happen. So we're sitting there prepping and getting ready for this arbitration hearing and all this other stuff, and it never got there uh, because the Yankees and Judge settled on $19 million for this year. And the incentives, you're right. Is that that graphic's not in there? It's no, like, it's I, not in I there. I don't see it. Eh, whatever. Whatever. Um, the incentives are two hundred fifty grand more if the guy wins MVP. There he is. It's at the bottom. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah, I was looking for it before. Two hundred and fifty grand if if the Yankees win the World Series, or is that the World Series MVP? I forgot. I I was looking for the graphic. I'm going to be honest. I, I think it's the World it. Series. I think it's just the World Series. So if the Yankees win the World Series, what was the what was the premise? It's 19 mil, but then he has two incentives. One of them is 250 grand for winning league MVP, which again he's probably the odds-on favorite right now. Uh, if that sustains, great. But um, which I'm gonna call. Is he though? Yeah. Yes. yes. You don't think Otani has a shot? Not even, no. Right even now, though Otani had a phenomenal day yesterday. Right now, right now, Judge is definitely is the favorite right now. A heavy okay. favorite. I, I think he's think so like too. minus money. Yeah. You, uh, you think so? He's like, or plus 120. He has to be like a, a real substantial favorite. At this point, it's going to take a real, real 
hot streak from someone. And Judge is not going to just go cold all of a sudden. An injury, that's the only way. Yeah. So, anyway, they settle. They get the arbitration out of the way. Um, my question to you, Gooch, is what, besides, before we get into the series itself, does this put a little bit of more of a um, a positive chance that, that Judge is back? 100%. Two the reason, fact that they were able yeah, to agree two, now. Two reasons. Two reasons. One, it shows that they're actually talking because up to this point, you know, the Yankees have been openly saying, you know, we're we're down to talk with Aaron Judge at any point. But from his side of it and the agent side of it, I don't know that they were really willing to do it. There was a lot of uh, back and forth because when you go to arbitration, I always say it. You're going to force the team's executives and their representatives to talk shit about Aaron Judge, and they just. It's hard for it you wasn't, to not, It wasn't going to be a good look. It's hard for you to not acknowledge that when you're now a free agent and you have teams that legitimately are coveting you and they're not giving you reasons why they shouldn't be paying you money. Avoiding that hearing altogether, really, what were the Yankees going to say? Right. They could, that's what I said. They should, uh, avoiding that I think hearing. They, I, I think they took my advice. They called in sick. They just didn't go. And they had they had this deal in place ready to present. What's up? So he gets uh, 250 grand if he wins the AL MVP and 250 grand if he wins the World Series MVP. Oh, so not only not only win the World Series, but be the best be the player MVP, in the World Series. Yeah. Now, did you guys hear by any chance the the misheard quote after the, the walk-off hit yesterday? The misheard quote. No. Sorry. So Aaron Judge set the table. Aaron Judge hits the three-run bomb, right? Yankees going crazy. You know, he's getting water thrown on him, bubble gum, which, by the way, is is the thing that Nestor is now doing. He's the one that, like, if they do a walk-off, he has this big bucket of bubble gum, and he throws that in the air, too. Um, Shout-out to Nestor for getting it done yesterday, in a way. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, so Judge gets Meredith Morakovich, which is, by the way, the, the Yankees on-field whatever, mm-hmm. right? So she said something about his confidence level, right? And he goes, when you're the best player on the team, you have that confidence level. Nuh-uh. Yeah. So he said that. Now everybody was like, like we're, almost like, like record scratch. Where's like, the lie? That, no, ex- there is no lie. Exactly. There is no lie. But, say it, but, but, so, no, he said, I'm the best, yeah, best player player on the in the world or, so, or on the team but then he he backpedaled on his post game with like john Heyman and like the mlb people and he goes when you play for the best team on the planet so then like Maybe they looked at it, it's like did he say planet on the team by accident like we're the best planet on the team that makes zero sense Look, by the he way misspoke end of the I end of the discussion but Judge, i'm just saying i think it's his track hilarious. record i think his track record up to this point in the way he handles the media yeah. It's been aces. He hasn't said anything wrong. You might be able to sit here and nitpick at some of the comments he made last week about not, you know, about taking the most money and it's a business. I hate the business side, but I have to do good business. Right. That's not really wrong to say. He owes that to the rest of Major League Baseball. The players' union isn't going to allow Judge to take less money. They, I guess, he could as a free agent, but as as the guy he is. With the work stoppage, you can't expect the face of baseball to go in and take a team-friendly deal because then every team in negotiations is going to expect somebody. Yeah, is going to be expecting them to like take less. Like a Soto, money. like an Otani, like when these guys' contracts run out, they're like, "Well, Judge did it." You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, I, I was listening to something saying like, <laughs> "Best plan on the team, by the way, <laughs> is Neptune, <laughs> hands down." According to Casey Hatton, what's up, Casey? I was listening to the radio like the day of the arbitration hearing before they agreed to take whatever side they were saying, and they I, Buster only was saying like it would be. Bad for the players' union if he avoided if he got arbitration because then it's like 
if a player gets hurt or whatever, then they get less money. Yeah. So they kind of didn't want him to take any deal, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, well basically, they, they don't want anybody to win or lose. They 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 settled. They they, they did exactly they what they said. See, the, the players union could draw an opinion and have a stance, but they don't have a say when it comes to the arbitration meeting. Even the players or the the teams don't necessarily get to say what the what the dollar amount is going to be. You avoid arbitration. That's your last chance to to like actually keep everyone else out of it. Mm. But. When you're doing arbitration, you can't really settle. You could do an extension, mm -hmm. but a lot of times what you'll see is teams will be like, we'll settle on a two-year deal, and that's just avoiding arbitration for two years. But as far as the Players Association goes, there's not a standing contract. Like, there, there is, and there's stipulations put in place, which is arbitration. The Players Union typically will step in, like, in an A-Rod situation when A-Rod, before he came to the Yankees, got traded to the Red Sox. Yeah. He agreed to restructure and take less money as part of the deal, and that's the only way that the Red Sox would have done it. It never happened in Major League Baseball history where a player, especially of A-Rod's caliber, decided to scrap an existing contract and take less money. At the time, I think it was Gene Orzo, who was the Players Union rep, stepped in and said, this isn't happening. Like they nixed the deal altogether. And they do the two weeks later, Soriano goes to the the Rangers for for A Rod. So that people forget about that, but you're not going to see uh, uh, the players union step in in arbitration. But they might not want one thing or another based on you know how it affects their negotiating going forward. That's yeah. That's what it was. They didn't. Want, they thought like it would be a bad idea if he accepted anything because then if a player ever gets hurt and is owed money. They get, they're going to get less money because he's taking whatever they're offering them, right. basically. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, anyway, that's – I mean, the Yankees obviously battled back. They, they were no hit for the first time since, like, I believe 2003, who, by the way, it was the Astros who hit them – no hit them last time, too, uh, or the last time it happened. No hit, and then no hit again through six yesterday. Had everybody kind of alarmed, but, again, you don't win 52 games by accident in the first 70 games of the season. So – I wasn't really necessarily worried. It was a weird thing. But then uh, Jimmy's boy, Giancarlo Stanton, ends that shit, puts a home run in behind the netting in Monument Park. So that was a monster moonshot. And then obviously a game-tying home run happened at the barbecue. I think Nick Shine was the one to announce it, like yeah. Johnny Drama style. He's like, DJ LeMay! And I'm like, okay. Uh, so LeMay, ties the game, and then Judge with the walk-off. I was able to announce that to all of the, uh, the bros over at the barbecue yesterday. So the Yankees split with Houston. Um, shout out to RJ Ochoa of bloggingtheboys.com, who is a Houston Astros fan who got on me about the first no hitter in the, in the game before that as well. So we split there easy on my soul. I think bro. it was a big game yesterday, a, as big a game as you could have, especially in a non-division non yeah. non game yeah. coming off of a no hitter, it being the Astros and the Yankees, which I think is arguably the biggest rivalry in major league baseball right now. I'm not talking about like the Yankees and the Red Sox are clearly, but I'm talking about in terms of you know the right Red Sox now, are in second right now. Yeah, the Red Sox out are, of nowhere. Are, look, <laughs> Rob takes a did family. anybody really fully expect the Red Sox to die this year? Nope. If you not looked to at their die, team last like, year, it was the same exact thing. I wasn't really. I'm not saying I'm worried about the Red Sox, but the Red Sox definitely are a better. Their lineup is really good. Their pitching is what's been what's been not great. Yeah. But so what were we saying? Oh, yeah, playoff atmosphere. Yankees responded. I had a feeling it was going to be a, a big moment in that game yesterday going into it, and it delivered. I Yankees think the, the Yes Network has done a phenomenal job lately of getting fan reactions when these things happen. Bro, it's some of the most electric stuff I've ever seen. And, uh, yeah, the Yankees is uh, – the Yankees are, are cruising again, and they, they split this series, which is big, and then we'll see what happens. I believe they have the uh, Angels tonight. Athle A's, the A's. I almost called them the Athletics. 
That's know, what they are. I, I know, but I <laughs> just have a, I have a weird I have a weird thing of saying like the athletics. Yeah. Like it's just it's it the is A's. a weird name. It's always the A's. Other baseball news, which was brought up by the chat, and I forgot that, uh, Gooch is actually going to love this once he actually looks it up. Uh, uh, Iglesias throwing a cooler at the Mariners was top tier comedy yesterday, according to that. So there was a fight, an actual fight yesterday between those two teams. He went inside the dugout, took the cooler full of sunflower seeds, and legitimately. Like shot put it in into the, into the first baseline. It was incredible. You had uh, Jesse Winker double flipping off the, the fans <laughs> in LA on his way out of the bink, and I'm like, the, what? Off the field into the dugout. It's like usually when like a pitcher tips his cap or something yeah, on his way. Like he was like, by. fuck you. <laughs> he gave him the old Carol. Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Yeah. So yeah, Danny puts his head up for that one. He's like, what do you say? Um, by the way, we're gonna have my boy Danny on the. Uh, the Chop Sports Fight Factory later on as a co-host. So Tommy D has been fired. Uh, it's been <laughs> fired because he got me kicked off Facebook for 24 hours. So if you're wondering why I couldn't promote this on Facebook this morning, it's because I told Tommy that I was going to broke kick his head off his shoulders. And Facebook decided to say, that's violent. You can't say that. We run your life. That's why you got to go on over to Dat Chat right now, which is 500 members strong. Those guys won't censor you. You can say whatever the hell you want. You can tell anybody you're going to beat the shit out of them and you won't get in trouble. <laughs> We're also going to mention on how the bro kick is one of the least well-known, not well-known, but least effective finishers in WWE. Well, there you go. So the bro, so you're saying if I would have kicked this guy's head off, it wouldn't have affected him? Yeah, pretty much. All right. <laughs> wow, this kid. Like, right? I haven't seen him in freaking a decade, and he comes in here spitting fireballs. Teaching. Teaching. Yeah, it's a teachable moment. So, Dad Chat, head on over there. But I also want to talk to you guys, before we get into our football meat and potatoes of this, I want to talk about the Fusco Insurance Agency, ladies and gentlemen. There's actually some new stuff developing with Fusco. I'll read their original thing first, and then I'll tell you all about the new stuff going on. Are you guys worried that you'll run out of money in retirement or how you'll pay for long-term health care? I know long-term health care will actually be uh, for Tommy D after I kick his head off his shoulder, so he's going to have to worry about that. Will your family be okay? Stop worrying. Start planning. A comprehensive retirement plan gives you security for greater control over your money. Michael Fusco can help. As president of the Fusco Insurance Agency, Michael can work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry a little bit less now. Call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That's 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are project are, are subject to the claims. Wow. Claims. I tried to do it in one breath. Wasn't happening. Claims paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance uh, policies are not available in all states. But before I let Fusco off the hook. I do want to let you guys know at the prestigetaxfinancing.com, which is part of his umbrella of, of massive business insurance agency thing, his, he's now offering customers. You can start offering your own customers financing. All right. All they have to have is a 540 FICO score, right? If you're a small business and you're like, all of a sudden you're like, hey, uh, Danny, you want a loan because you want to buy 14 more wrestling belts? Well, here you go. Here's 300 plus. And then you could finance through the company. So you could try that, try that out. But check out prestigetaxfinancing.com. All sorts of expenses can be covered with that. Gooch. Yes. Got something for the old Manscaped. So the Dana's going to get a kick out of this one. Manscaped.com and use the promo code SHOPSPORTS. You receive 20% off your entire order. Free shipping worldwide. Right now, we're working with the Platinum Package 2.0 or 4.0. I think it's four. I think it's the Platinum Package 4.0. It comes equipped with everything that you need, all the bells and whistles. The Lawnmower 4.0, which is like the, the meat and potatoes of the package. It's the porcelain. It's got a porcelain blade, just so we're clear. Oh, a wow. porcelain blade. There's no metal. That probably reduces, reduces the nicks. The, the risk of nicks <laughs> and cuts on your precious nutsack. And it comes also equipped with the Weed Whacker, which is a nose 
an ear hair trimmer. Did that backwards, but you get the point. Nose and ear hair trimmer for all those disgusting, straggly, boogie hairs that you got dripping out of your nose. Wow. I know I'm dealing with, with my sinus infection right now, but yesterday I was all good in the hood. Trimmed it up before we went out, and it helped with the allergy situation. Oh, Manscaped is a life changer. The Platinum Package 4.0, manscaped.com, promo code Shop Sports. I like it. Do the damn thing. So go over to Manscaped. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. Dot com. Do you like that? That read, by the way? Now that you have, like, sideburns and stuff and you're actually having facial hair over there, this is just weird, man. Looking over there, I'm like, wow, I used to hang out with this little guy every single day, and now he's not little. He's actually bigger than me. Um, so graphics on point. Thank God, right? I mean, some of the stuff that's the Artie. Thank you. Uh, we had another meeting with Artie yesterday, uh, Friday, to discuss a couple of the bugs and the kinks and how I've been screwing it up the entire time with with certain things. I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay, so things are happening over at uh, at Artie as well. So be sure to like the video on YouTube. Okay, that helps us out as well. Uh, what? I'm just seeing if it's perfect. Oh no, in you're, front yeah, of you're behind it. All right. Yep. It's in front of you. Oh, weird. Uh, so, yes, like the video, please. Also support HaterFantasySports.com along with Steve Aspara, who does Steve Aspara. Steve Aspara. What is what? Web developer and content. Creator. I knew that. I was just wait. I, I thought Steve Aspara had more uh, than just his name.com. I thought it was something else no, like webdevelopingcom or blah, blah, blah. Uh, but anyway, so Steve Aspara, which, by the way, we got to talk to you, my friend, uh, because we are going to rev up. In 2022, at least the second half of 2022 with a lot of cool shit. So, all right, what Football. do we got? Football talk. Dang. Thank God. Uh, because, I mean, it's, it's yeah, been I'm dying. Yeah, I know. We're starting to, it's really starting to struggle Finally, around these parts. And now that the Avalanche. Put hockey season on ice. It's over. <gasps> you like wait, it? Wait, was that a, that's it, a. It was. Yeah, it was. Good. Hockey season like is over. It. It's about to be all star break in baseball. So the pennant race will start to heat up. And now it's time for football. That's Isn't it. there one day? There's, there's I believe eight, it's the Monday. 77 days or 78 it days. It was 80 on Friday. So. 77 days until the NFL season starts yes till kickoff like kickoff like september 11th or no i'm sorry the ninth. it can't be because it's on the thursday yeah 77 so 11 weeks well that would mean that the the season opens on a monday if it was 77 days are you wrong on that or you just you're guessing because seven times i know my seven times it was pretty well (laughs) so it's seven times 11 is 77 so if it was 77 days away from today it would have to be on a monday 
Okay, so is the Hall of Fame? Is the, are the Jags really in the Hall of Fame game? Yeah, for well, no reason whatsoever. Now no zero. one's gonna watch that. Tony Vaselli. Uh, anybody watch? Rifle anybody spot. watch? It's the preseason. I mean, like I'll I'll uh, watch. Here we go. Here we so go. I'll watch the first game. The I'll watch. One, the, I'll watch like the pregame I, and stuff. Listen, but I don't give a shit. No when injuries. I, I cover the Cowboys. That's all I care. About. I cover the, the Cowboys. Around, so I have to watch? watch all the time. What? If the pack, if it was like the Packers Jaguars, you wouldn't watch preseason. He's the, fir- the first, he's lying. Right I promise you, I promise you right now that the Packers have been on in preseason several times that I've not watched. It's the not Hall because game, it's not. It, put it this way: if yeah. I'm doing nothing and I'm sitting <laughs> home, I'm putting the Packers on. But I'm not gonna going like, to shut it way, down anyway. to watch. All I care about in preseason, literally one thing: nothing. I could see nothing good. All I care about is no one gets hurt. No one gets hurt. Yeah, it's that's true. It. Though. So if I'm just gonna watch to like root for something to not bad to not happen. You know, I but know Rodgers me, is good. You're gonna, I'll play devils. It's football. I have to watch it. Yeah, but how mad would you be if you're watching the Hall of Fame game week one? Dak comes back to throw a pass, throws it, throws really? a Zeke, break, tears his ACL. You're, you're doing this. Get, Zeke gets hit. Dak gets hit. He's out. They don't play furious. in those games. Well, that's my point. And look, I, I, need, I need I need to see the backups. There, I need I'll to see here and I'll look at the team. talent and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, preseason football is hard for me to watch. I yeah. just got. I just got. I love it. it. I, I watch every. I day. watch and I'm excited for it. But like I said, I'm not geeked up. And if if I if I don't care if you win or lose, I have a hard time. What's the you know? point? I just yeah. hope everybody has You're fun. Right. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pussy. So anyway, we're talking about the AFC today. We're gonna talk about one key breakout player from each and every AFC team. So we'll be here to, till tomorrow to do this. No, it's only 16 teams. It's very easy. Some of them actually have. Uh, Similar, we compared them to make sure we weren't like caught off guard or anything like that. But each team has one guy that's going to really take the next step, continue the trend, whatever the case may be. We're talking positive things here. We're not saying like which player is going to de- like you know digress, digress, yeah. regress. Okay, it's it's a morning. It's one of those. Don't hold any of this shit against me, Danny. Okay, <laughs> it's like I'm tired. Yeah, it's been a long day. Shit. We're good. We're good. He's going to go home and tell his mom like this guy stinks on the air. Like uh, he tries to do all this stuff, but you're impressed with the. The, the facility, right? Definitely. Ah, all right, cool. All right, so let's start with the Buffalo Bills, those guys that fell short one more again, uh, and we start with that. I have one. I guess you want to just rotate back and forth, like your first, I'm first kind of deal? Well, yeah, I don't. I think that this is one of them that we didn't pick the same player on. Okay, this is true. Um, so I'll go with my guy. My guy on the Buffalo Bills is, I think it's fairly obvious that this is the guy. I'm surprised Dave didn't pick him, but I understand why, because I do agree with his his choice as well. I just think that, this one is going to way outperform all his draft status. Gabriel Davis, last year in the playoffs, this he dude crushed it. Great pick. out. We're talking about a situation <laughs> like that... This is a great, great, pick, great, great pick. Great pick. Great, great pick. pick. My God, what a great like, pick. Last pick. year in the postseason, he balled <laughs> out, and Buffalo offense, you would think, is like humming along right now. I think Gabriel Davis is a slightly hum. better version of anything that they've had in the past at the number two alongside Stephon Diggs, yep. and Josh Allen is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP that's not because he's going to be running the football. It's going to be through the air this year. It has to be, right? We all know Josh Allen could run. The step that he's going to take this year is going to be throwing the ball, and he's got a legitimate bona fide number two now that has the confidence that he's building off from last postseason. Mm. And the Buffalo Bills haven't done anything yet, so that's going to be a really hungry team this Would year. Would you say this is probably the best Buffalo Bills team we've seen Ever? Like on paper? Ever. I would say ever. See, I don't know. They haven't done what I've seen. A Buffalo. Look, the Buffalo Bills made At least four they went to the Super Bowls in the 90s. <laughs> the AFC was really bad at yeah. that time, mm-hmm. I have to say. Yes. Um, but they still made four straight Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills right now, I know maybe this particular unit, this group, I'm not going to put them in over 
over a team that had like several bona fide Hall of Famers. We have guys on their way, maybe in Buffalo right now, but you know, we're talking about all time greats at both sides of the ball. Andre Smith, um, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Daryl Talley. Did I say Bruce don't, Smith? Don't, don't, said, don't do dare disrespect or put some respect on my man Don Beebe's name. <laughs> Don Beebe. I met him twice. Got oh, yeah, that's right. He finished yeah, with the Packers, right? Packer. All right. Um, my bill. Uh, he got I, his ring, baby. Don Beebe got his ring. <laughs> yes, he did. Tell you that. Yes, he did. Do you know his going away game and for Buffalo? He got ejected in like the first quarter. Don Beebe? Yeah, it was. Amazing. I forgot what happened. I remember watching that He was the one that, that, that of all Leon you Cowboys Leon fans. Leon Lett fumble. The yeah, Cowboys right? were about Talking to down. set the all-time record for most points scored in the Super Bowl. Leon Lett is bumbling and stumbling down the sidelines. And here comes faithful number 82. I'll never forget it. Don Beebe just comes Bolting in and causes a fumble. Yeah, in, and, case, you uh, had, yeah. in case you had Buffalo getting 41, <laughs> right? You did not <laughs> didn't cover. matter. If you live bet it, I don't know. My bill, if we kept, if we do that long on each team, we'll be here till yeah, tomorrow. We won't. My bill is still taking it through the air here, and he mentioned a bunch of receivers. I'm mentioning their tight end. Dawson Knox, I feel like, is going to take that extra step this year and put himself in the elite level of tight ends. He already came on last year. There was a lot of points scored by Dawson Knox. He did get hurt a little bit. Which is why I said, like, fine. I think that Gabriel Davis has a chance to make a real big leap. Dawson Knox, he was like a touchdown machine at some point yeah, last man. year. He was definitely really effective. Uh, Nick Shine coming and saying Jameson Crowder, a big offseason addition. Who's gonna, if he stays great, healthy in the slot. Jameson Crowder has been like a great plug and play option yep. in like a week 11, you need to stream a receiver. He'd always, For like the last five yeah, years. You <laughs> get a lot of the, catches, not a lot of yards. But even when he was with solid. the. Um, the Washington Redskins football team fit. commanders. It's like a way better version, less annoying version of Cole Beasley at this point. Yeah. Yeah, Cole Beasley's intolerable. Is he even in the league anymore? Intolerable. No, he got he got whatever uh, else. The COVID stuff and Cole. nobody resigned him. Who? Right? Cole? Cole Beasley? Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. Bitch made guy blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> Little punk. Anyway, <laughs> he's a good he could rap. fight him. I could fight him. White <laughs> boy summer, Tom Hanks' son. <laughs> <laughs> Patriots. I'm going with Damian Harris. I know it seems like a chalk pick, but he's got himself a, a decent backfield again behind him. Stevenson's back there. I know that they, they still definitely have a Mr. White. He's back there as well, but I think Harris has to be the guy in this offense, considering the fact I don't think they did Mac Jones any favors, and considering the fact that I don't think they have an offense worth even mentioning at this point. I looked at the defensive side of the ball. I'm sure there's a couple guys that will have some good games and, and a decent season, but like Harris, to me, is the only consistent constant guy on the Patriots roster right now that could deliver. I don't know about Mac Jones. I don't know about their receivers right yeah, now. It's a tough situation in New England offensively. Um, and Damian Harris, I, I, again, and I'm not saying... Is that your guy? I'm not... No, no, no. Oh. I'm not saying that I think Damian Harris isn't going to be... Isn't going to have a better season, but I feel like he's the Patriot that's going to get drafted first, right? If you're looking at the entire New England Patriots roster, it's like Damian Harris is clearly going to go earlier. I'm trying to maybe find a guy that might not go that high. And then I'm looking at Devontae Parker as the only option because he's in a new spot. But I'd still, like, he's is had Neil still seasons. there or they caught him yet? Who? Neil? Nikhil Ke Harry? Oh, uh, Harry. I think him. he's still there. But I'm up and down the New England offense, I'm, I'm struggling to find that one breakout player because Devontae Parker had a really good season in Miami a couple Roop years says, back. Roop uh, says Ross Stevenson. Yeah, I, that's another, that's the sexy pick. But he was supposed to be the guy going into last year and he didn't really materialize. Maybe a, another year under his belt. Mm. It could be it. I would say Ram Stevenson over Damian Harris. Just Are we the ones that gave him the nickname, by the way? I don't uh, think anybody calls him AJ, Ram Stevenson. I think it was AJ, maybe. Okay. But it was definitely 
within I'm, these walls. If, if he doesn't have that nickname, shame <laughs> on shame on right. society for his marketing. Guy. That's definitely his nickname. Yes. Um, but really, you could probably just look at their secondary. They're replacing a lot of guys, and New England started Deion Branch at corner and won a Super Bowl at one point. So True. I, or Troy Brown. Troy Brown, which, whichever one. So. I'm looking at the, them letting go of J.C. Jackson, them letting go of um, Stephon Gilmore. My sneaking suspicion is that they have somebody or two guys that are going to step up and play good in the secondary. So I'm going to pick random cornerback New England Patriots. Breakout <laughs> player. Good pick, good pick, solid pick. Uh, let's move over to the New York football Jets, ladies and germs. So I know you have a different one than I do. Again, I'm going to, again, chalk pick, but it's one of those picks that like... Are we doing Dolphins? No, we're doing the Jets. Oh, we have the same one. We, we have the same one for the Jets? Yeah. I thought you had a... All right. Well, then anyway, then we both have Zach Wilson. Oh, no, we don't. All right. <laughs> I, I said that. So, Zach Wilson... Show, right. Baby. For me, Zach Wilson's the guy that... Ha like, it's not even like, will he take the next step? He has to take the next step. For this Jets team to be confident in the fact that they drafted the right guy. Again, does it pay off after one year? Not all the time. Sometimes, mo more times than not, I would say that... The, when you draft a quarterback in the first round, he's not going to just take you to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It's just it's not one of those things. I think he has to take this next step. That's why Zach Wilson, by default, is my guy. Yeah. Looking up and down the Jets roster, there's about eight guys, really. The, the Jets have a chance to have a significant <laughs> improvement this season because of the amount of young talent that they have. Like I'm talking about blue-chip guys, early early draft picks that are linemen at skill positions. So the Jets have loaded up on talent, and now it's about putting it together you say Zach Wilson. I think this goes hand in hand. Elijah Moore. If one guy is going to, we got improve, a couple guys in the chat saying so more. So is Elijah Moore. So if so, be so. I think that you could look across the offensive line, and there's some guys on the offensive line, but it's a little less attractive because they're not going to be drafted in fantasy. But yeah, all through and through, even Robert Sala, I think, has a chance to like make a leap this year. Damn it, that was a good one. Did I would I have said Sala. Did you see the QB they had thrown down at tight end university? No, Zach Which, Wilson. Yeah, there are a few. Oh. Cute. Josh Allen was there. Yeah. Like that's a great thing. But we, that's we a good thing when like, people. I love. I love what uh, Kelsey and and Kittle, George Kittle, are yeah. doing with yeah. that. Love it. Absolutely oh, that's awesome. love it. Oh, that's great. I don't like Kelsey, and I do really like Kittle. But what they're doing and bringing in all the tight ends, it's like they're they're giving all their crafts away or their tricks of the trade away, and that's a good thing. Building up the position. Yep. Getting them paid more. Explaining like when you can bring them all together. The MMA should look at what the tight ends are doing, really, and they should MMA? try and yeah, like mixed martial arts. I know what MMA to form a union. <laughs> I know what MMA, I was asking you, like, oh, MMA mixed martial. <laughs> yes, but what they're doing is they're like getting together and they're having this week or a weekend, and they're all talking about contract situations, and they're they're getting all on the same page. I think it's a very good thing for the position because I think tight end is the undervalued spot. Yeah. They do what a left tackle and a right tackle does and a wide receiver, mm -hmm. but yet they get paid less than either one. They're asked to do the most. Truth. Out of, outside of quarterback, I think tight end is asked to do the most on offense. Yeah, you have to know the most pretty much. So yeah. I'm, I'm on Zach. You're on Elijah Moore. That makes sense. Um, shout out to also Sean Redden chucking up from Philly yesterday. I think that's where he is. Uh, so he came to the party. He also says Elijah Moore for the Jets is going to eat. And he says Zach Wilson stinks. So we'll see. Uh, let's move on to Miami. Again, is this kind of obvious? We both have the same guy here. I think. No. It, all right. Then go ahead. Tua. What? <laughs> you can. You can. Like you can do you don't think, over you again don't if you think, want. You don't you think Tua has a chance to, to rethink. You don't this? think if you're looking at the, the roster, you could say Jalen Waddle probably, right? I'm going to say Waddle. Yes, Jalen Waddle. But Jalen Waddle, I believe he set the rookie record for receptions last year, so he's really good. You know, Tyreek Hill getting there. But I there. said that I did preface the entire topic by saying like 
break out and or stay on the course and, and oh, keep right. going. Well, you know, like, yeah, I think he's obviously he's going to improve on maybe even improve on his numbers from last year. I don't think he's going to have the receptions total, but I think he'll have a little bit more of a big playability. Well, he's got Hill. But if you're looking at the guy that's going to inherit the most opportunity to improve, it's the guy that now has a bona fide deep threat and true top five receiver in football added to the roster in addition to Jalen Waddle. So with the new coach, everything. I'm saying it's got to be Tua because it's not hard to improve on what he had last year. And there's a chance that they're going to win a ton of games and they're going to win the games by a lot of points because their offense is loaded. It really is. Sean Redding coming in saying Gasecki, low-key sleeper, since Hill and Waddle is going to get a lot of attention. It's a good one. I'm pretty sure our intern Nick met Mike Gasecki yesterday. And probably <laughs> also because Tua can't reach the receivers down the ah, field. Yes, so he's the going to have to tight end in the, in the seam. All right, no, I think Tua is going to have a... a improved season switching divisions now uh breakout players in the afc north and he is a jersey boy yeah so he must be living um i think he was an lbi um anyway so let's start with the bengals all right i'm gonna pick here uh hayden hurst i think cj azuma was definitely a good tight end hayden hurst is an upgrade i think i think hurst is a really good player i really really liked his stuff in atlanta i think he's gonna be a great addition to this offense which is already loaded burrow's got himself a bona fide stud at tight end this year i think hayden hurst um, is definitely is in line for a breakout. It's a shame that the Bengals don't have a legit um, blue chip. Not say blue chip, but like a legitimate big play backup running back. Because then I would it would be the easy pick for me because like the Geo Bernard. I know of the Joe world. Mixon has been proving a lot of people wrong over the last <laughs> couple of seasons, but there's still something about Mixon that I'm afraid of, and I think it's his time now to maybe it it all come tumbling down injury wise. The Bengals played a lot of football games last year. There's that Super Bowl hangover when you lose. Going, I think the Bengals are a real chance at regression this year. I think that's obvious. I think people will agree with me on that. You said that about the Bills last year. And you I were... think people will agree with me on that. But I don't see many guys across the offense that have a chance to really break out other than Hayden Hurst. You know, by <laughs> my, default. My brother just said, word of the day is bona fide. How many times have we used bona fide today already? <laughs> it's gotta be, we should know. do a ticker. Like, I don't ding, know. I'm, ding. I'm, I'm, I'm a mess in my brain right now, so you're lucky you're even getting Danny that Danny said he word. heard it four times already. You're getting that big word. Enjoy it. Bonafide. Doesn't happen often, folks, but when we do, we deliver. But yeah, bona fide regression. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, Hayden Hurst. But right. he's only going to catch 40 balls anyway, let's be honest. All right, so I'm going to stick with another tight end when we move on to the Steelers. I'm going with Pat Freemuth. I like him. I like him a lot. Last year, he came on very strong towards the back end of the season. Actually, all year, he was pretty consistent. And consider the fact that he was catching balls from Big Ben. I think he actually does better, whether it be either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. You know what I mean? Like I think he's going to flourish it's, it's again. It's definitely not going to be Kenny Pickett out of the gate. Not not, even I didn't say out of the gate. Yeah, like eventually. I, don't even think, I think Kenny Pickett might, might not dress early. And I'm not bashing him. I just think that the reports are coming out now that he's working out with the threes. I know that that's typical what you do. My baby hands. Yeah. <laughs> my baby hands. You go kick the ball with the baby hands. Trying to figure out if they, could, if they could uh, deflate the balls for Kenny Pickett because he can't hold the football. Sean Redding coming in no, saying Money Mitch Trubisky is the breakout player for the Steelers. I think Trubisky being a breakout player is a stretch. I think Trubisky might have some back-end starting capabilities because of his ability to run the football, but I don't think that Mitch Trubisky is going to be the guy at all whatsoever. You're okay. talking about no matter what – He's not finishing in the top twenty in, in fantasy quarterbacks. Big, not going to happen. Bad. Fryermuth is, is like the elite dynasty tight end option right now. There's a couple guys you would take over him, Kyle Pitts, and you know the obvious Kelsey. And but Fryermuth, I think, is going to be a stud. Um, would you say bona fide? Uh, bona fide ben, ben Wexler is coming in saying Claypool would be the guy. Um, 
Sean Redden said I would say Claypool, but he's already top three in the well, NFL. That's, that's, I, I think you missed the headline where Claypool said that he's a top three receiver in the NFL. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he, did. he said that? Yeah. yeah oh, he <laughs> dude. He's not even the best receiver on his team. <laughs> he said that. I think, he, I think that there's Deontay a, Johnson's definitely better I than think, him. I think Claypool has the tools to be one of the oh better receivers. He's 6'11". Six, six, six doesn't matter. He's huge. And 7'8". doesn't matter. <laughs> Claypool is definitely... Could have a really big year. I think if he had a stud quarterback, it would be a lot different for Claypool. But Deontay Johnson is more proven at this point mm-hmm. and very underrated. I think we're underestimating a little Mitch Mitch Love because he definitely took Matt Nagy's offense to the playoffs twice. <laughs> Did he, he had a good defense. Did though, he too. take them anywhere? I don't know. I'm just I'm just reading the comments in the Look, comments I've, section I've here, watched, folks. I've watched <laughs> Trubisky fall flat on his face in big moments plenty. I know he was younger, but remember when they traded on, up man. to get him? He's he's having a hard time hitting them them. Uh, intermediate routes on like a 15 yard out he can't throw it <laughs> my brother with a bold take saying that Claypool's not going to be a stealer by the start of the season like you think that one of those guys no you, you think, think like uh, what's his face Tomlin like oh no get the hell out of here no and he just ships no, him no, off no. to somebody for a third round pick I think I think there's too much value in Claypool going into his third year you're not you might trade him <laughs> you got three more years left with Claypool Casey Hammond Claypool's the type of guy to put himself in his MySpace top eight <laughs> <laughs> first too right <laughs> Click on my page first, bitch. <laughs> anyway, moving on over to the Ravens. We're both in lockstep here. We think Rashad Bateman is going to be the guy in Baltimore. Listen, you know why? Because he has to be. Because they got nobody else down there. And and Lamar Jackson is looking to get paid, right? He's looking to get this big, big extension. Well, he has to do it through the air. You're not going to be a sustainable quarterback in the NFL. Just ask RG3 or any of these guys that decided they wanted to run for the first five years of their life. The life expectancy of a guy playing running back, which he's doing right now, is not long. He's got to have to put the ball in the air it's got to be Bateman right that's the guy you would think well they got rid of Hollywood Brown because I feel like they believe in Bateman Bateman has like this there's his catch radius is really big for a guy his size he has great route running ability I think Bateman if he didn't deal with the the nagging injury early last year he would have been one of those breakout rookies you guys all know that if you watched the show last year, I talked about Bateman almost every week. I thought he would finally get his opportunity, and he had flashes. This year, it's another step. No Agree love for 100%. J.K. Dobbins? Well, or you just don't know what you're going to get? I, I'm big on right, Dobbins. Right, it's off the injury. I'm big so. on Dobbins as well. But the thing that scares me about Dobbins this year is if you look at the Ravens' offense, the way it's going to be, I, I think that because of the getting rid of the Hollywood Brown, they're going to lo- rely largely on a run You know that, that – uh, read option and then the tight end position with Bateman a little bit sprinkled on the outside. But I feel like they're just going to Lamar Jackson's rushing totals really hurt any running back on that team. And it's the same way with any rushing quarterback. I think Elijah Mitchell with San Fran is going to take a little bit of a backseat. Now that Trey Lance is a starter. I think now that Justin Fields is a full starter in Chicago, you Montgomery keep, takes a little bit of a backseat. I, I know that there's articles written and there's people covering the teams and we'll talk about the 49ers tomorrow, but it's like, Everybody's writing Trey Lance as the starting quarterback. Why do Jimmy I feel G like that's not Jimmy, Jimmy G G's was not, excused yeah, from he's all? Not even I know, but I still I don't activities. know. Man. If there was a quarterback competition, like he'd right be there. Now, I get it. Right now, Trey Lance isn't splitting the number one reps and at De- all. Debo rescinded his trade offer. No, like, he actually didn't. I saw it. No, yesterday they said what happened. Now while with Debo him? is like coming to camp and things like that, like he has not officially rescinded his trade offer, and technically that's still on the table. But obviously, we're proceeding as if he's not going anywhere. Right? Yeah. I think that's gonna that's that's what's gonna take place. <laughs> Nobody yet. Nick Shine says, did anyone pick the trainer as the breakout player for the Ravens last year? Busiest guy. <laughs> He's getting out of L last year. A lot of injuries from the uh, the Ravens. Now we're going to the Browns. I'm gonna take a guy that should be breaking out of jail, and that's Deshaun. Watson. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
I'm not kidding. You should go to jail. But anyway, I'm going to take the defensive side of the ball for the first time. I'm moving on over, and I got a big, big expectations for this rookie, Grant Delpert, safety. I think that he's going to have one of those years that he is adding himself to an already really good secondary. So I think, honestly, he's he's going to be able to be a little bit more mobile than any other safety in the league where he can move inside the box, play a little linebacker, come out, play a little safety. He can do it all. Grant Delpert, I studied a lot of his tape last year because I did want the Cowboys to take a look-ski at uh, Mr. Delpert, but I think he's going to be the breakout guy for the Browns. I have a tough one with the Browns because I don't see many breakout options, but... <laughs> I do think Donovan Peoples-Jones has the ability to improve Ooh, on his numbers. So this is for an A.J. Bascon President of that fan know club is A.J. I know it's, it's his favorite player ever. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, if you're looking at it, they have an improvement in the number one receiver with Cooper. So not that he wasn't getting the number two coverage last year in Donovan Peoples-Jones, but I think Cooper might demand more of a double team than anybody that he's ever played with. Eh. Until it's you the could fourth say quarter. Odell, but Odell wasn't really healthy the last couple of years. Nope. So even when he was on the field, they weren't really using him, and you know how that story played out. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going into this year with the clear-cut number two job, which he hasn't had yet going into a season because they've always had Odell and, and Landry, right? So now he's the clear-cut <laughs> number two, a little more uh, vote of confidence from the, from the coaching staff, and obviously has a better understanding of the playbook. Just don't know who's going to be throwing on the football yet. So uh, I think that's Sean Redden said the breakout player for the Browns will be Baker Mayfield. Mm. Break out of what? <laughs> we should. Break out the lawnmower. Break out of gas. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll look into that. Shine saying that he sent me the, um, the alert. That I definitely want to read into that. That'll well, be interesting. I mean, Maybe a story for tomorrow's show, obviously, if something breaks. Uh, so we're moving on to the AFC South. The Jaguars breakout player. Uh, nobody actually cares. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Sorry, Scoop. But I'm going to go with... It's weird because he's behind Kirk. He's behind Mar uh, Marvin Jones. He's behind Zajar. Give me LaVisca Chenault one more again. Like, Give me one more round of him and maybe he can... Kind of do something. I can't say the running yeah, backs are like all. You could literally give me him. I would take him on the Packers right now. That's what I'm saying. Chenault's a good. Because I, I think he's a good he's prime candidate decent. to to be what like to do good this year. I think the Packers could use a player like him, but at the same time, I don't think the Jaguars are going to use him at all. <laughs> so I think it's the Jag. It's a it's tough. I think it was Sean Redden who came in recently. Watch. But whenever we were talking about the Jaguars, and he said you got to be real wary of the Jaguars receivers because Doug Peterson ruins receiving totals like they just don't have a, a true number one well look what philly did you know they didn't they didn't have any receiving it's all weird running game shit so i do think trevor lawrence will break out and i think he's going to improve but i think the real guy that is going to be the the centerpiece of the jaguars offense is going to be travis etienne everybody's overlooking him because he had the injury last year so technically he's a rookie this year we're looking at Brees hall as the number one rookie back but travis etienne didn't play last year so He's actually available as like a rookie. He could win rookie of the year. No, he can't. Yeah. Yes, he can. Yeah, That's absolutely. a rule. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? Yes. He hasn't played. 100%. So technically, this is his rookie year? Yes. And, and when I say 100%, down. I mean so like 99%. Right I'm not 100%. I don't know. I'm, I'm who was the player sure. that got that? No, somebody got it. That was, it was like not even that long ago. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that this <laughs> is a, a real thing. Maybe, maybe one of you guys could uh, drop in and. And let us know if Rob I don't know wants about to all that, but anyway, can you win Rookie of the Year in your second year? In your second year, if you did not play in your first, it might not have been. It might have been basketball. It was. It was, it was in Griffin. the NBA. Blake Griffin. That's basketball. Yeah, but okay. I'm just saying. So you're so saying it's a universal. I'm rule? not saying it's universal. But I'm saying like we need to find out. That's why I said I'm 99 percent sure. There's ah, that, yes, that one percent. One percent. Easy does it. Um, but nonetheless, Travis Etienne, I think he's going to be the bell cow. They drafted him first round last year. Mm -hmm. Probably didn't need to, but he's going to be the guy. Colts. Um, again, I'm kind of just 
picking up where he left off. I'm going to say Michael Pittman Jr. only because I think his quarterback is way better this year than he was last year. It's Carson Wentz last year. It's, it's Matt Ryan this year. He has a better year. Um, I don't know as far as what kind of coverages this guy is going to draw because, again, he's now the guy. You know, T.Y. no longer there unless they bring him back. They got Paris one Campbell. Year. Campbell's all right, but, like, again, I'm, nothing I'm going crazy about. But Pittman Jr. continues his upward trend. I like him uh, in 2022 as well. Um, it's tough on offense for the Colts. I do think they're going to be solid. They're going to be obviously surrounding their entire game plan around running the football with Jonathan Taylor behind the offensive line. Matt Ryan is a de- – Definite improvement over Carson Wentz, at least in terms of the offense they're trying to run, game management-wise. Matt Ryan will be smart with the football. Carson Wentz just wasn't. But offensively, if I'm going to pick a guy offensively, it's Alec Pierce, even though he hasn't played yet in the NFL. I think that he's going to be the clear number two and... I think the white wide receivers of America Association will be very happy with his production in year one, and I think he's going to be a legitimate NFL player. Come, you know, play a ten solid year, ten year career in the league. But I'll go to the defensive side of the ball for this one. And my true breakout player for the Colts is Quiddy Pay. Perfect situation. I like Quiddy. Blue chip prospect talent, all that good stuff. And now he's coming into his own a little bit. I think he breaks out in a big way. Let's move it over to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm going back to and tight end. he's got a cool name. I'm, yeah, I'm going back to tight end here. I'm going Austin Hooper. I think he has a great year. I think this is, listen, a tight end is a is a quarterback's best friend. Tannehill obviously needs now to not, he's not going to be able to extend the ball as much as he has in the past. He lost A.J. Brown. Uh, if they do make the switch for whatever reason to Malik Willis, and I don't think, I don't foresee that happening unless the Titans fall off the face of the earth as far as like, they're like bottom of the league, which I don't see happening as long as you have Derrick Henry rushing the ball. That's why I think Austin Hooper is going to be the guy this year. Another tight end that takes the next step. You said it before while we were talking about the tight end school. The position is being like revolutionized. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of guys out there now that I could definitely, definitely foresee being in that elite top tier status. And I'm looking right at you, Dalton Schultz. Oh, the Cowboys are tomorrow. Sorry. Keep going. Texas. I mean, uh, Titans. So, so Titans, it's a tough one. I mean, Robert Woods has had a really good season in in L.A. He wasn't really that great in Buffalo, but now he's the he's the true number one. He's never had that yet, so I don't think he's going to outperform his highest reception total. I think he's had 117 in the season or something crazy. Mm. I don't think he's going to do anything like that. So I won't pick Robert Woods here, even though I do think he's going to be their best player outside of Derrick Henry fantasy circles. They have three rookies. On their offense, if you count Malik Willis, you got Hassan Haskins, who's now the clear backup to Derrick Henry. I think that's a guy that you could obviously target later. Henry has all the mileage. You saw what happened, and in, in, he only played nine games last year. And you're going to get a potential number one back that's going to get the ball every play. If Derrick Henry goes down, I think Hassan Haskins has a chance to really break out this year. But besides that, I'm not really big on the Traylon Burks experiment yet. I know he's got asthma. But it really looks like obesity to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's not obese. Yeah, no excuses, he's bro. He's going to be just like Terrell weight. Owens. I'm going to see him in like two months, and he's going to be All right, shredded. So just to piggyback, like a to piggyback before off the Rookie of the Year stuff, Tim Riley came and said, Antiani is not listed on the odds for Rookie of the Year. Well, I just read, I just read something that says something totally different. It says if they... If they're signed but cut and then don't make a team in that year or miss their debut campaign through the injury, they're then denoted as first as first year players when they're signed by another team or return to action with the original one. So they can. So they're okay. <clears throat> Interesting. And put it away at one percent. Uh moving on to the the dog shit Texans. This team's gonna struggle, <laughs> man. They're gonna be in a bad, bad shape. Um, but if I had a pick, if you got a gun to my head and you gotta pick somebody to do something down in Houston. 
Give me Marlon Mack. I, he's, we've seen what he can do in small, small doses with the Indianapolis Colts as the backup running back, the number two guy. Now he has a chance to be a number one guy. It's still a crowded backfield. Sexy Rexy is still down there. Burkhead's down they there. They got the rookie that's going to start, I think, right out of the gate. And I, I don't even. I, it's the third time that I've brought him up on this show, and the third time I don't have his name. So that's kind of embarrassing. But I do the think Texans rookie running back. Texans rookie running back. So Texas rookie running back, you are the new breakout star. We don't know your name, but it definitely going to break. Was it. it Nico Collins that receiver? Nico Collins is the receiver. Um. He might have Damian a big Pierce? number. Damian Pierce, yes. Damian Pierce. You said yes, Pierce yes. before. Damian, Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce. So, yeah, Damian Pierce is probably going to start on the Texans and be a, a legitimate flex candidate, I think, early in the season. <laughs> AJ's having a hard time over there with the uh, the, <laughs> the keyboard. It says, Kyle Kiras uh, wants to make love to Grayson Bucks, Kerms, Jesus Christ, autocorrect. Kyle Kerms wants to make love to Trey Long Burks. <laughs> <laughs> Still having a hard time, AJ. Good morning. You should be well-rested considering you flaked on us last minute, you son of a bitch. No, but I'm just kidding. It's okay. We missed you, though. Next year, make sure you're there. Double time. Uh, so the Texans. Now, moving on over to the final division of the AFC. Uh, start with the Chiefs. It's very hard for me to – I know you have an offensive player, but for me, I'll flip it on over to the defensive side of the ball. Look, they lost Honey Badger, and they let him kind of, like, walk out the door yep. like not, like he was nobody. I still think – He's going to be an amazing talent with New Orleans, unfortunately, for the NFC, because I still think he's great. But a guy that almost has to deliver right away, I don't like the guy personally, but Justin Reed is the uh, the breakout guy in that defense. I think he's still a very, very good safety. He's a, he's a hard hitter, reads the ball well. I, I just, again, by default, I want to say that he has to, has to, has to have a good season, or you're going to hear Chiefs fans saying, like, what the hell did we do letting Honey Badger walk out the door? So give me the defensive safety, Justin Reed. I think the Chiefs defense is going to be so bad this year. Yeah. That's, that's one thing. Oof. Second thing, um, I think Juju is going to have a really good year for the Chiefs. But, again, it's hard for me to pick him as the breakout player. He is coming to a new team, so it's like, you know, new face, new place, kind of a breakout. And he's off of an injury-riddled couple seasons where he hasn't done much. I do think there will be a major resurgence. The Chiefs' offense is going to be completely different because they don't have Tyreek as the main guy to take the top off the defense. But at the same time, they still have Kelsey. And what I think you're going to get out of the Chiefs this year is going to be consistent play out of Kelsey and Juju, but then you're going to get a lot of the same of what you have with splash plays. They have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Nicole Hardman. I don't know which one of those guys are going to really be relied on to be the true replacement to Tyreek Hill because they're both the same kind of player. Big play, deep threats. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a lot bigger, 6'5", so I think he's probably going to be the guy, if I'm going to pick as making another step, I would say it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They're paying him more than they're paying um, Mikol Hardman at this point, so they're probably paying him to be the number two, so it's him. By week 10, you might see Sky Moore completely take Love over Sky that Moore. role, though, Love and Sky be Moore. the actual guy, and maybe even the number one target for the Chiefs. Uh, Bailey, on I think you spelled out. Juju wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're not just so we're clear uh he's spelling it uh jew as in jew uh but no that's not the uh, correct spelling it's juju which is also ashley's good friend from uh where the hell was that place again where'd you go where'd you see him? coachella ah uh, yeah it's coachella but by the way uh side note sidebar uh the next time you guys go down atlantic city for big booty mix 97 i want to go because yesterday's playlist was flawless. It really was. Everything that was on that mix, I was like, well, you know what it gives it away is the is the name of the, the thing. When you, like, if I had to go to my dad and be like, hey, dad, uh, he goes, well, what's the music going to be like? Here's what you dad, said. Here's Big a, Booty better, Mix better 95. One. He's going to look at it like, better. what? I got better. Just say, oh, I got Two Friends remix. It's called, the group called Two Friends. Okay. That's it. Okay. 
you know, pour but anyway, it was really cold good. water on the. Um, it was like a remix for every song ever made, and it was just really good. It was very, I was very enjoyable. However, every time Ashley had to go to the bathroom, she got out of range in Bluetooth, so all of a sudden it starts skipping. I'm like, oh crap! So the first thing I did was play Fozzy. Dave's playing Hell's Bells. <laughs> oh I played Fozzy, Hell's Bells. Yeah, I went all old school rock until the music resumed, and it was back to Big Booty Mix '66, uh, which I've given it. 54 different numbers, by the way. Uh, moving on to the Raiders. Um, it's very obvious that you could say a guy like Derek Carr or something. I don't know who your guy that is, That is by my way. guy. Thank you for oh, shit. spoiling it. It is well, obvious. Why is Derek Carr going to be the breakout? But it's not really obvious. Derek Carr has had significantly good seasons before. I think this is going to be his best. So he's he's going to have his career year this year. That's deep-ass analysis right there. <laughs> it needs to he be, has the most. He has the more weapons than he's ever had. He has the best situation he's ever come into yep. going into a year. Maybe there was one year going into it where the Raiders had a really good team the year before, but they fell flat. Derek Carr got hurt right away. They didn't have Devontae Adams. They didn't have Darren Waller. They didn't have Josh Jacobs. They didn't have the – the offensive line's not great, but it's definitely improving. And I think their secondary is bad enough as to where they're going to give up a shitload of points, and they're playing in a division where they're going to be giving up a shitload of points. And to they a got, lot of and they got football guys at the front office now. You know, yeah. like football. Not Mayock, not Gruden. You know what I mean? None of that shit's The around. Raiders are going to score points this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah right? I believe So it. Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback of the team scoring a ton of points and giving up a ton of points. A lot of fourth quarter uh, yards out of Derek Carr this year. It's like a year Derek Carr has no no Gruden controversy. No Gruden's not your coach. He's you got know, his like, boy there. Yeah, like man, everything is lined up for him to have yep, a, a career year. So yep. I don't. You could say it's easy or lazy. I still think, considering he's had thirty touchdown seasons and four thousand, five thousand yard, four thousand yards, that he's going to going up to five. Eclipse years. those numbers. All right, uh, Danny. By the way, uh, comes in saying bathrooms had no water. Dry soap in it. Is that true? I feel like <laughs> they, I, I definitely, I feel I definitely like they washed my hands. Ran out because I, I actually was wait. The, the park ran out of water. <laughs> I was in the bathroom with Danny the at the end of the night. What? Pause. No, what? but I went to piss and he came out and pissed and then he's like, "Dude, I just washed my hands and there's Rob. Fuck you." Right? <laughs> wait a second. Um, he pissed. This is getting bad. I was outside the stall when he came out. I went in and pissed. When I was done pissing, he had dry soap all over his hands. I was like, "Wait." <laughs> What is going on out here? I just painted a really creepy picture. Yeah, you really did. But I promise you, it was, just, it was all I'm good, I'm not clean, leaving early fun. next year. If shit all like good, clean, clean fun, bro. Yeah, you missed all the good stuff at the yeah. end, bro. Um, anyway, so uh, with the Raiders, you took Derek Carr, and I'm going to go defensive side of the ball because I feel like offense is too obvious, right? I'm going to go with cornerback from the Colts. They got him in a trade last year. Rock your sin. Temple. Give me nice. that. Temple alum, Rockison. I think he has a great year. I think the Raiders are going to have to really, really play good secondary football uh, for them to run with the division like they are. They're already stacked up. Chargers are great. Broncos are going to be better. Dude, the Chiefs are going to throw the ball. That like division is going to be must-see television football. every I single also, Sunday. I also think that there's some teams in that division that people are, think are going to be really good, and they're, just, like, they're not all going to be good. <laughs> the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are the worst team in that division. To, to right now, they are. I mean, I it's hard to say that. they're the, like, quote, worst team in the division. I don't know about that. Who, I think, who would you think the worst team in the division is right now? The worst team in the AFC West right now is right. probably the Raiders still, I think. And I love what the Raiders what do have you done. Think? You think the Broncos? I think, I think that there's glaring holes on all. On, yeah. the, the Chargers are the clear-cut best team on paper in that division to me. Clear-cut. The Chiefs are the second best. And then you could take your pick. I think Denver has legitimate holes. I think Russ might be slightly overrated. Let's I get ride. it. That's right. Yeah. So I think the Raiders, Bronco, the Raiders, Orange. the Raiders defense, oh, shit. the Raiders defense is really going to be a, a, an Achilles heel for them. They have nobody in the secondary, and they're going to score points. So teams are going to be throwing the shit out of the football on them. 
I'm worried about the Raiders' defense. I do think they're going to be an improved team, but their secondary is it needs work. Up front, the Raiders could really, you know, they're, they're legit yeah. up front. Few bolt takes, yeah. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby is as good of a one-two punch as you're going to get up front, but still, you got to cover in the NFL now. Few bolt takes. Uh, AJ thinking the Chiefs might miss the playoffs. They and might. And Rube says that the Raiders are the worst team in the AFC, and it's not close. So. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know it, about you it not being about close. It. I don't know about it not being close. The Chiefs, I think, have glaring holes on defense this year. The mm-hmm. Raiders have a glaring hole in their secondary. The Except Chiefs defense Sin. was the worst. The Chiefs defense was the worst in football last year before they got Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram is gone, right? And now Tyron Matthews gone. You got your boy Justin Reed there, my boy. But you know, you're the guy that you picked. Okay, right. <laughs> but if you look at what their defense was before Melvin Ingram came to town. That might be what you get out of them this year. So if that's the case, then they're going to struggle. But they still got offense. They still got uh, Mahomes, so they're going to be good. I agree. I think the Chargers are, like, the best team in that. Chargers are a sexy Super Bowl pick this year coming out of the AFC, so we'll see. They're the team that everybody's been looking at for the last five years, saying if they just had a quarterback, that's why Aaron Rodgers was attached to him constantly. And now they got their quarterback. I just don't believe in him anymore. Sorry, Russ. Oh, I thought you were talking about Justin Herbert. It was like, anyway, Broncos, speaking of those uh, let's ride and uh, let's go, Broncos, Jimmy Javante Williams again. Javante Williams is on a trajectory to be maybe top three running backs in football, fantasy-wise. Um, he's an incredible back. They get Melvin, or- uh, Melvin Gordon back for another year for him. Good when it comes to workload because if you spell him for a little, little while, Javante Williams will definitely have – Another great season for the Broncos. I don't know how the offense changes with Russ in there. I still think they throw the ball just as much, maybe a little less. But Javante Williams, the Broncos have always historically been a run-first team. I don't know what Josh McDaniels brings to him as far as an offensive coordinator slash uh, head coach. No, he's the head coach. Who? McDaniel? Oh, he's at the Raiders. Sorry. We're talking about the guy Hackett? No. Staley? St- no. <laughs> the Raiders offensive coordinator last year. It was Rick Bisaccia was there. No, no, no. came in and... I say Raiders-Packers. Offensive coordinator. Hackett. So he's the head coach at Denver. Yeah. I don't know what kind of offense he's going to run. I tried to get around that in a million ways. I was like, Dave, what are you... I don't know. It's a long, long day. I didn't know what he was talking about for a second. (laughs) Broncos, are you sticking with Javante with me or what? No, I do. Everybody knows how my thoughts on Javante Williams. But he did have 900 yards last year. He's going to improve on that. And they're going to run the shit out of the football because any team that's ever had Russ has their quarterback, their main path of success has not been through the air. Russ has had big seasons fantasy-wise, and he's had his counting stats padded a little bit over the last couple seasons. But if you look at those seasons, that's the worst that the Seahawks ever finished in Russ's tenure. So I think if the Broncos are smart, which they are, in terms of their style of football, is they have two really good backs. They're going to use the shit out of them. I think Melvin Gordon being there does help Javante Williams to keep him healthy, but he is also going to maybe potentially hurt his production. But Javante Williams, when you look at the advanced stats and the analytics as to like him breaking tackles and and forced forcing missed tackles, bro, it's like it's him here and then like the next person here. And I'm talking it's about like Zeke him right here there. and like Jonathan Taylor. No, here. no, Zeke and then Taylor. Actually, <laughs> Zeke is the worst in the league. And I'm not just saying this because it is the same article that uh-huh. I read. Zeke is like the worst in the league at avoiding contact. Oh, you're right. And because wor- he, actually, and he's first at yards after contact. True story. Um, because he, he gets hit immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he searches for contact. My man puts his he shoulder just, down he, like a man. No, Dave, Dave, they're not count. Only count the times they hand him the football. Not when he's trying to block. All right. You know, right? enough of the pass blocking because, shit. I'm done with it. Because that's the whole point of blocking is to seek the contact. Okay. But... <laughs> I think Such Jerry Judy, asshole. if he could stay healthy, he's the guy, right? 
Cortland Sutton's, I think, is their clear best receiver. Might even be their best offensive player at this point. I like point. Sutton. They still um, got Tim Patrick? But Jerry Judy was on his way going into last season. They do still have Tim Patrick, which if any of the receivers get hurt, you guys know my my love affair with Tim Patrick and fantasy football. He's mm. just such a consistent guy. Bonafide love affair. Bonafide love affair. <laughs> Sorry, Ash. It's fantasy talk. Right? <laughs> so we're, but talk no, we're talking all Jerry sorts Judy, of shit Jerry Judy, if he today. can stay healthy, his route running ability, and whatever that court case that took place is nixed, that's gone. The domestic violence issue that or domestic situation. He still might that, catch a game or two, I think. You don't just get to get in trouble yeah, and then have things yeah, dropped and yeah, play the picture, but, the bad league. And the pic- no, no, no. I can't speak if, to like, If you look at the police report on this situation, I think Jerry Judy was a victim here more so. And the arrest and all that was a formality in which you have to do in whatever the, the state that he's in. It's like, all right, look, this happened. We're going to remove you. It, it mm. happened to be that he's a famous guy, so it got out there. But I think Jerry Judy in this case, there wasn't really anything to write home about. Okay, That's to my understanding. Kamara, on the other hand, we'll talk about tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk about Kamara tomorrow. Uh, and we wrap up with the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going with a second-year receiver. He's behind Keenan Allen. He's behind Mike Williams. He's even behind uh, Paul, was Palmer. Yeah, Palmer. He's like the fourth guy on the depth chart right now, but I got a feeling. And he's had a couple games last year where I was like, this guy can really stretch the field. Jalen Guyton. Give me Jalen Guyton for the for the Chargers. I think this offense is going to be out of control good. Uh, if Eckler stays healthy, man, just look out for this team uh, because, again, he's always been a Swiss Army knife type receiver, uh, type running back where he can be a receiver out of the backfield. Um, the Chargers are going to be in line for one of those picks where if you grabbed them last year when the Super Bowl odds first came out, you're going to cash in. I think they're going to – they might win the AFC. That's just – I know it's bold now to talk about in June, but I, I like the Chargers this year in the AFC. There's something about that – that bolt that just doesn't get it done in the postseason. That's so their I coach's fault last year. I need to see it. Yeah, last year, even though we got Rube in the comments saying that he's a top three coach in the league, I would pump the brakes there. I think he's potentially he's he's one of the top three coaching prospects in the league. Like he could become a really top head coach, but let's just pump the brakes. Then he called timeout when he should yeah, have the whole there it is. <laughs> you make a decision like that, him. you don't Look, you don't I'm, get to be in that but conversation. Here's, anymore. here's what I respect about the guy is that he is that that's his way. That's what he does, so he's going to stick Fine. to it. And the next time he's in that situation, do the same thing. he's going to do the same thing. So I respect that. And I do appreciate the the innovativeness and in trying to change things. But sometimes, you know, it, it, it shoots you in the foot. Or yeah. You, you know, you not you a great situation. But Who are you taking? I don't think that there's – I think there's so many weapons on, on the Chargers right now, and most of them are established. So it's hard for me to pick a breakout offensive player. You said Guyton. He's probably going to be improved a little bit, but I don't think he's going to be like a significant improvement unless Mike Williams gets hurt. Um, you talked about Austin Eckler. If him if he stays healthy, all systems go for the for the Chargers. That offensive line is really good. But if Austin Eckler gets hurt, and even if he doesn't, I think they're going to use Isaiah Spiller a lot, mm-hmm. a big time uh, playmaker, and it's just a perfect fit for that offense. But if I'm really going to pick, I'll go on the defensive side of the ball, and this is probably cheating, and it's easy. But Asante Samuel, I think he's going to be maybe first-team All-Pro this year. You know, he's that good. Yeah, no, he is so that good. So Asante Samuel Jr. is going to take the leap. He's got guys chasing the quarterback around up front. He's going to have fun ba- playing back there. The safeties are good. You know, so really there's nowhere to hide. It's not like you could avoid this side. you got to go to that side. Asante Samuel is going to feast. A lot of love for the Las Vegas, Las God Vegas, Los it. Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Fucking good. I know. You team, start bro. breaking it down. Like, like, oh, by defense. the way, Khalil Mack. Off- it's, like, like, it's like, no, offensive Bosa. line. But, right, it's Bosa. Like all like, that, and then forget it all. Offensive line. Their offensive line is fucking yeah. good. Yeah, dude. You know? And that's what I'm saying. If, if, Young, if a guy like Eckler can stay healthy and Herbert's starting to turn into – 
potentially a top three quarterback in football right now, and he might even be in some people's lists. Bro, in the you got J.C. Jackson. Just too. go around their secondary. You're like, where dude, are they yes. Go? Where are you and throwing and the and ball? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like How the Chargers are unbelievably. Who's, who's their middle linebacker? Who's starting middle linebacker? It's he uh, might, he might that have, might be the one forgotten. He might soul. have four thousand tackles. Isn't it, what's this his year? name? No, 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 he's gone. What is his name though? Uh, I had it. It's before. probably a, they probably it's probably a no name guy, and usually middle linebacker. When you're loaded with stars, you could kind of hide that guy mm-hmm. because he's just going to make tackles. I'm pulling up the depth chart now just because I'm very curious. Uh, right now, starting middle linebacker. So we got Justin Herbert right now is plus 1100 to win. Well, MVP. technically they run a three four, so they don't really. I mean, you would have to say Drew Tranquil. I guess because they got Kenny, Kenny Murray on the one side and Khalil Mack listed as the other linebacker side. And then Joey Bosa is actually listed as a weak side linebacker. Yep. So <laughs> it's like they got, dude, they got, no, they're, they're they got loaded. so much talent. They don't know where to put these guys at this point. It's going to so be crazy. Justin Herbert plus 1,100 to win MVP. That's like a really solid odds. We talked about the MVP odds and that jumps the fuck out. You know, we're talking yeah. about, you got two units on him already. Sean Redden talking about two units. I'm not sure what his units are, but if they're 100 bucks each, that's like a $2,000 uh, $2, payout right there. I like it. I like it. So there is the AFC breakout players that we think are going to come out of 2022 in the NFL. Uh, we got a big week ahead of us. The, the party is behind us. So now, again, we want to thank everybody for going to the party. We want to thank everybody for all your contributions, whether you, you sponsored the event or you came in and you put in the work at a 95-degree heat. We really appreciate each and every one of you guys. Uh, big night tonight, ladies and gents, as the Fight Factory gets to record. Danny Boy, you know who makes his return tonight to Monday Night Raw, right? John Cena. John Cena. So everybody, tune in to Monday Night Raw tonight for John Cena and his uh, his return. Um, but uh, that's it. That's the show. Yeah, t- we did it. We did it. That was. I'm proud of you for getting through this one. And I feel like you were your normal self. So that's what you had that Kobe. Oh, you're gonna pull we're, trick. We're, we're, we're over now. It was done. All right, so I can go. Back Yuck. to my fucking anyway, the peril. For Starch and Gooch, and of course, Rob, for producing Behind the Glass, this has been another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, we're going to do the NFC, and maybe some Deshaun Watson stuff, and maybe some more stuff, and let's go Yankees, and all that I'm shit. I'm not sure if your brother actually loves you this much, or if he's just trolling me. Had every a blast yesterday. Great show. Have a great We love you. Yeah, no, he does. We love each other. We're family. I love Carl, by the way. You know, it, before, did you end it already? It's already over. Ah. Well, just now. Well, I said, I love Carl. And then I said, did you end it already? And then I stopped. What a way to end the show, ladies and gentlemen. I love Carl. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.